You're listening to Youth Ministry Maverick, a podcast about mold-breaking methods to invest in the next generation of the church. Here's your host, Jeff Harding. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Youth Ministry Maverick. This is Jeff, and this is another edition of our Maverick Resource Review. This is where we spotlight different resources made for students or youth workers or parents. Uh, And this edition uh, spotlight is on a devotional written by Shane Sanchez and his team at Orange Students. Uh, Shane is the director of high school content for Orange. And uh, this book, How to See God, a four-week guide for teenagers, dives into um, that practical application of seeing God at work in their life. So let's hop into this conversation with Shane. Shane, man, thank you so much for hopping on. I'm glad we could work this out. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, for those who are watching and listening, several probably know who you are and definitely who, who you work with. Uh, but tell us about yourself and uh, what you do. Yeah, Jeff. Hey, thanks so much for, for having me. I'm excited for our conversation. Um, so I have been involved in youth ministry for a little over a decade. Um, my background is as a student pastor. So I was a youth pastor overseeing middle and high school out of the church in Gilbert, Arizona. Um, and then just a few years ago, moved to Sugar Hill, Georgia, to be a high school pastor here. And now um, I'm on the team at Orange. Um, we are a company based out of the Atlanta area uh, that creates resources and um, curriculum. Specifically, I'm on the XB3 high school curriculum team to support churches all across the country and really across the world in different places. So um, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm currently doing and loving it and really grateful to be a part of Orange. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Arizona. I always love some more Arizona connections. I know, so, man. I know. Anytime yeah. I run into one out here in Atlanta, I'm just like, we have that affinity. Like, let's talk about <laughs> the, the Diamondbacks, I guess. Like, I don't really... Oh, oh no. Yeah. The, I, we do have the Suns now, so I guess we have something to talk about. Oh, yeah. That's right. I got to do Suns hat in the mail yesterday. Hey, uh, there you go. Fu- yeah. And fun. So I'm, I'm in the St. Louis area. So the Cardinals here, not the Arizona Cardinals, the baseball Cardinals are really yep. big. But I have to tell people my baseball memory is the Diamondbacks won the World Series on my 16th birthday. So no that way. was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, so we man. Were at Peter Piper Pizza with the youth group <laughs> on a Sunday or whatever that was, like watching the game. Yeah. And yeah, that, uh, that was a nice birthday present. Oh, yeah. man. That's awesome. They don't know about Peter Piper Pizza these days, man. That was, no, the, that no, was the spot. No, Arizona don't. kids. That's so yeah. cool, man. I remember that, that yeah. moment vividly as well. So I'm glad we can share that. Oh, yeah. Little base hit from Gonzo. Oh, my God. There gosh. you go. Yep. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Fun baseball memories. That's yeah. great. So uh, so for this episode, uh, we're talking about helping teenagers to see and discover God at work. And I know yeah. that is something that everyone who's in youth ministry is trying to do. Uh, but we're talking about it specifically through the lens of a new devotional, Shane, that you wrote it's called How to See God, a four-week guide for teenagers. And I love to get behind, especially with the resource, the creative process and, and motivation for writing this. And so, uh, Shane, what are things that you've been seeing, people at Orange have been seeing regarding students and their spiritual formation and how they own their faith that led you guys to say, we need this resource? Yeah. And that's a great question. Um, the first thing that comes to mind for me, both as a youth pastor, but also in my time at Orange, is 
um, the, the, the last few years have really revealed how students need and are seeking to learn how to have an everyday faith. So um, I'll never forget this moment with a student. Uh, this is while I was a youth pastor here in Georgia. And uh, it was after we had started regathering and she was super bought in. She was an intern. It's her senior year of high school. And after a service, we were debriefing. Our whole team was together and the rest of the team was kind of having some side conversation. And she was just sitting there silently. And I said, hey, how are you? And I had no idea what I was asking, the magnitude of that question. Because as soon as I asked it, um, she just started crying. Uh, there was there was real tangible and heavy emotion. And so, you know, I asked a follow-up question. Um, what she said to me was, you know, um, I just didn't know what to do with my faith as soon as these Sunday nights were taken away. And that was the moment for me as a youth pastor, you know, and I'm sure you've experienced this, a lot of people listening have, especially over the last few years, where I realized, like, oh, no, like, I- I've missed something. And as great as our events and services are and and as much focus as we do have on things like discipleship there's something in the next generation that they that they either haven't been taught or they haven't been modeled um to understand which is that faith is not just a sunday to sunday thing or wednesday to wednesday or whenever but it is an everyday part of your life that permeates and impacts every area of your life. So um, I, I would say that's really the conversations that we're having at Orange, but also just personally, a lot of what inspired me to write this book specifically. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with that. And I think especially this semester with Gen Alpha coming into the youth mm-hmm. ministry picture and, yeah. and you know, you obviously see generational trends, but then world events or cultural stuff, COVID, polarization, all kinds of things are affecting how students take in things. And then, you know, the uh, the question that's always asked at this stage in life is, who, who am I? And so when you have so many different cultural factors at work and personal at-home factors and all this kind of stuff, it, it really... Yeah. You could have the same generation of students, even some of the same students year after year, and yet their needs in different seasons are going to be kind of like that. Like, yes, I was really banking on Sunday night when maybe a few years ago, that same student is like sitting in the back with their feet up, like, why am I here? And yes. you just see transformation. So yeah, it's, it's like always having your head on a, on a swivel. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're rooted in the truth and trying to show them that it's almost like a moving target or like I just was tell- telling someone who I recently talked to, um, like if you're in a wave pool, like reaching for the ladder on the side and trying to grab it and hang on to it, like, yeah. you just, you just, you just don't know, man. And you yes. can easily toss in the waves and yeah, what you just said. I mean, I think that that has that has been the biggest revealing factor over these last few years in youth ministry. I, I think it's that realization of like, oh, you know, I, we, we were aiming at creating something that was super helpful. We were aiming at, you know, creating the ladder in the middle of the wave pool or whatever analogy or, or word picture you want to use there. Um, but, but what it revealed to us is that there were some deficiencies in our methods, maybe, you know, the, the mission has remained the same. We're still focused on helping students become followers of Jesus. Um, 
but but where we may have thought things were airtight or were working exactly as had we had created them to work that they may have been but there were some deficiencies there and and that's why i say i keep going back to that I, I think the biggest one that i realized personally and i know this isn't across the board because there are some contexts and some youth ministries that are probably doing an incredible job at this um but what i realized personally was um i i, I hadn't really done the work to discover what it looks like to help a student understand how to, to walk in and follow Jesus, walk in their faith and follow Jesus day in and day out, Monday through Saturday, and not just when they're engaging. You know, I mean, we would talk about it from an idealistic standpoint, but to actually practice it and put our energy and our time and our efforts in that way um, was was something completely different. So, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree with what you're saying more. Yeah, yeah, man, and uh, and I. I want to get to uh, the uh, content of the book, which which I, I love because I found myself over the last year talking a lot about the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. Um, and so why why did you all land uh, on that topic? And with a topic yeah. in Galatians 5 that's so familiar, mm-hmm. maybe why did you land with that topic? And how do you think the way you've laid it out in the devotional is maybe a fresh approach for students in a way maybe they haven't connected with those in the past? Yeah, no, that's so good. Um, I, I'm really thankful for the team that I get to work with at Orange because a lot of this, like, we were able to, to, you know, just bounce ideas off of each other, and I was able to ask questions and kind of just, you know, think out loud, and then we process together. So, um, um, our, our whole team was was really helpful in coming to this topic. But I think the biggest thing that stood out was, again, going back to what I just said, if we if we truly want to help students become followers of Jesus, well, then we thought about, okay, what does the life of Jesus look like? And what did Jesus promise? Well, Jesus promised that we would receive the Spirit. And so now we have access to the Holy Spirit. And if, if you will, you have to imagine that the life of Jesus was was the, the most perfect model of what Paul writes about being the fruit of the Spirit. Now, we have to imagine that the Spirit that now lives in us um, um, would have been actualized and would have been seen in just an incredible way in the person of Jesus 2000 years ago. So I, I can't help but imagine that um, the fruit of the spirit that, that Paul writes about were what people experienced when they were around Jesus. So if we want to become more like Jesus, what does it look like for us not only to um, identify and aim to see the fruit of the spirit at work in our life, but how, how helpful can it be in seeing God around us every single day? I mean, if we're looking for the fruit of the spirit, if that is the evidence of what God is like, then when we see things like love and we see things like joy and we see people at peace, um, what what we're actually seeing is God at work in our world in some really powerful ways. So, so that's really where that idea came from. It, it's all rooted from the person of Jesus. Everything points back to that. We now have the, the, the spirit, um, which is helping us to become more like Jesus. And um, those fruit are, are the best reflection of what God is like. So now when we look for them, it becomes so much more tangible for us to be able to see God working in the world around us. So um, that's the big idea and where all that came from for the book. And I would say to your second question of, of what makes this one unique is we really wanted to write something that is actionable and applicable for students. So it's not just, hey, read all this content and figure it out on your own, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, which, which, is a method and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but we really wanted to help students break down and process their thoughts as they were going through it. So you'll see a lot of space 
for them to write thoughts. There's activities once a week for them to actually put into practice um, and and experience some of what they've they've picked up and have been um, thinking about and walking through during the week. And really think those practical, actionable uh, aspects of this Evo are going to make it really unique for both middle school and high school students. Yeah, love it, man. Yeah, it's that's that's really taking what we're seeing. And not just like seeing where they're at now, but having to look forward and predict and see like a pattern of how they're picking up on things. And whether it's as a youth worker or a volunteer or a parent, um, you know, just being able to pick up on how, how can we make it actually a practical thing? Because you have a culture where entertainment value is high and almost where like doing normal things is novel because everything has to be so hyped to keep everyone's yes. attention and yes. get and to make it viral and to all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, the that the whole idea of how it's laid out in the devotional and the in the parts that I've seen, and then thinking about uh, just evidence of the life in the tree and mm. uh, and people that. Uh, have listened to the podcast recently for a little bit. I've probably heard me say this, but there's a buddy of mine who's a pastor who made an amazing um, analogy about that, talking about fruit of the spirit. Yeah, and uh, he 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 talked about it how it's awkward and funny. Like, have you ever walked past an orange tree or an apple tree and heard it like grunting and straining, like like yeah. trying to get out fruit? Mm-hmm. No, that'd be really weird. Yeah, but. Whenever we think of fruit of the spirit, typically that's how it's like given. It's like you have to try really hard and then you'll be loving or whatever else, Mm -hmm. as opposed to looking at it as evidence of life in the tree. And you can see a tree that looks amazing, kind of like that fig tree that Jesus saw is looking through the leaves. But if the fruit isn't there, a tree can look great, but actually... And like a month or two, it'll fall over because it's dead yeah. and there's n- yep. nothing in there, right? Uh, almost yeah. a, a a plant version of a whitewashed tomb. Mm, uh, yeah. And so, uh, and so taking it from that and saying, you know what? Um, yeah, because there are people who don't follow Jesus who, yeah, they love their kids. They're kind. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, mm-hmm. they, they show those things. So we can't say, well, look, I'm loving and kind and generous. And so that means I'm a Christian. It's like, no, looking at the life first, looking at the source and yeah. saying anything that comes out of that, it's not because of me and my effort. It's because of a yep. life in me, right? The same yeah. spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, Scripture says, is in me. That's the helper that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, I love that perspective. And yeah. I think this book uh, takes that. So Yeah. Well, that's great, man. And I, I think... The one thing that everybody can say, and, and uh, you know, I, I think this is clear and evident throughout Scripture, is that we're all created in the image of God. And again, if these fruit of God's Spirit are evident in the world around us and we see them, even when things feel difficult, even when the world around us at times feels incredibly chaotic and and dark and, and you know, whatever else we would we would add to that list, when we see love what we're seeing is an imprint of who god is in the world around us we're seeing evidence of the one who who made all of us in a powerful and a unique way so that's a big idea behind the book is sometimes you know we overcomplicate it or we're 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 trying too hard we're trying to become something that was that was never our job like that's that's the spirit's job in us and it's also a reflection of not ourselves and how how 
you know, incredible we are in our own power. It's a reflection of who we were made in the image of, which is God, who is all of these things. And, and I think what you said about trying to make it practical is so important because often we'll say things to students like, Hey, we want you to be, you know, following the way of Jesus. And we'll, we'll use those, those types of statements. I use those types of statements. Um, and that can sound really confusing <laughs> without handle, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not, okay, well, what does that mean? Because the Bible's really big and there's a lot of words in there. And there's a lot of stories. And that's what I love about the fruit of the spirit. I'm like, gosh, when we make that connection, we look and go, well, Paul said the fruit of the, the spirit, you know, is, is of God's spirit is all of these things. So when, when we notice those things in our own lives, when, when we see that stuff coming out of us, we can, we can easily be reminded of like, oh my gosh, like God is with us and God is for us and God is working in our lives and in the world around us. So that's what excites me. My, my hope would be that um, a lot of students grab hold of that and begin to see God at work every single day in, in some really what we would say are small ways, but also some, some really, really big ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, I saw, I saw th- this may have answered the question, but you know, if you could boil down to one reason why every student can use this devotional, yeah. um, would it be that, would it be something broader? Like what would you say? Here's the one reason teenager that you could benefit from this book. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I uh, I would say, personally, as a teenager, when I was a teenager, I think one of the most frustrating things about God was that God is invisible. <laughs> so, which sounds counterintuitive to the title of the book, but you just you just wish you could see God, right? Like, it would be mm-hmm. so much easier, we think, or gosh, if if you can show up and 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 tell me exactly what to think, you know, another baseball ref to take a Babe Ruth and Sandlot, <laughs> like when he shows up and walks out of the closet, you're like. I, you know, I, I remember thinking in, in as, as a middle schooler and high schooler, like, why can't God show up like that and just tell me yeah. what to do? You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So that is still still true. I mean, you cannot, you're, you're not going to see God. And if you have, let us know, you know, comment, leave me, we want to talk to you uh, and hear about <laughs> what that was like. But, um, um, but the, the good news is, is I, I would hope that this resource would be used to help students see God in ways that maybe they hadn't been looking for God before Um, um, to understand and to recognize that even those little moments of self-control, even those little moments of kindness that they experience every day, again, are evidence of a God who made them um, in his image and of a God who loves us and who is, is, is wanting us and leading us and allowing us to become more like his son, Jesus. So, that's really the hope. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Um, Sandlot is such greatness. Um, <laughs> right. Love that. Uh, yeah. Um, so, so also uh, one other thing for, for people who like youth workers, specifically parents for sure, but like you are thinking, okay, some, some devotionals are more geared toward middle school, some kind of high school um, for those who have both in mind is, yeah. Does this devotional, is it better suited for one age group or another, yeah. or are there just things to keep in mind for both ages when you're giving it to them? Yeah. Um, our hope is that it would it would serve both age groups really, really well. You know, as I was writing, okay. I had middle schoolers and high schoolers in mind. Um, and in our, our editing process for the book, we had some really incredible um, middle school faith experts that looked through it and 
we worked together to make some adjustments and make sure that it would be um, helpful for middle schoolers as well. So it is intended for both age groups. I think it can be really helpful. Again, some of those really practical handles, some of the the response spaces and the activities can work really well um, for both age groups. So yeah, the, the, the goal would be that it helps middle schoolers and high schoolers together. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, very cool. All right. So tell us where can we get this resource? How can we get in contact with you and your team at yeah. Orange if we have any questions or if you just want to follow you on online? Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Um, well, you can go to howtoseegodbook.com. Howtoseegodbook.com. Uh, you can learn a little bit more about the book. I think uh, I think that there's a sample chapter up there as well. Or you can order uh, mm-hmm. right there or in the Orange store. Um, or at Amazon. It is on Amazon. I know that's a really easy option okay. for a lot of people. So uh, yeah, you can check out everything on the book there. I am on social media everywhere as just at James Sanchez. That's my handle on everything. And then our Orange Students team is at Orange Students on Instagram. Um, yeah, we'd love to connect with you, learn from you, um, and just say, hey, there's something really cool right now with getting to, the, to network and connect with a bunch of different youth leaders. And there's a new generation of, of youth ministry leaders that are coming up. So um, yeah, I would love to meet any and all of you. Yeah, I love that, man. Okay, so uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we'll have the link to to the book to buy it in the show in the description below. If you're listening, head to the website in the show notes, and there'll be a link there. Um, I love in the sample chapter. There's a reference to the little kid who says Chipotle is my life because Chipotle <laughs> is my life, and I, I have like a shrine to Chipotle in my office. That's if you're on awesome. YouTube, I'll like put a little video up, but. Um, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> I great. can very much relate to that illustration for sure. Um, oh man, that's but, awesome! Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, hey, <laughs> we gotta we gotta uh, teach the next generation about some of those great great Vine moments, right? They gotta know. About them. I think that's where that that first happened. That Remember is discipleship, Vine? man. That's oh discipleship. Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We even I even awesome. tell them like, hey, I say, hey, you don't know what we're talking about. Go to YouTube right now, and it'll change your life. So yeah, we we definitely yeah. want to have some fun. We want students to laugh along the way, and um, yeah, just have some fun as they're reading too. So it's great. Love it. All right, man. Well, thank you, Shane, for making time. Thank you for letting yeah. us be able to talk with you. Uh, if you're watching and listening. Get that book. Uh, tell us what you think in in, in the comments. And uh, Shane, thanks for what you and your team do, man. Uh, let's yeah. let's do it together for the next generation. Thanks again, bro. Yeah. Great. Thanks so much, Jeff, for having me. That concludes today's Maverick Resource Review. Thanks again to Shane for joining us. Uh, check out the link in the show notes to go and purchase that new devotional. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. And be sure to check out our website, youthministrymaverick.com. There, you can see a comprehensive list of our guests, their bio information, some organizations that can help you in your ministry, some articles I've published, and a store to help support the podcast. Also, we would love if you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, not just a rating, but a review. It helps our visibility, and we would really appreciate that. If you do leave us a review... Take a screenshot of it and send it to me, and I will personally mail you a thank you card with some podcast swag that you can't get on the store. Well, that does it for today. Thanks again for listening. Please share this if it helps others that you know, and we hope that you've been encouraged by it. Until next time, adios. Adios.